Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Kara Tabor. It's Wednesday, and DOJ prosecutors have stated that evidence shows Trump obstructed their presidential records probe. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Just minutes before a midnight deadline, the Justice Department filed a stunning response to former President Trump's request for an independent review of the documents seized from his Florida home earlier this month. The 36-page document is chock-full of previously unknown information, providing an extensive timeline of how the government worked to recover classified material before the unprecedented search of Mar-a-Lago. It is the clearest and most detailed account yet offered of the steps taken before the search and forcefully rebuts attacks from Trump and his allies. It goes so far to claim that government records were likely concealed from prosecutors and efforts were likely taken to obstruct the government's investigation. The DOJ filing says Trump's request for a special master is, quote, unnecessary and would significantly harm important governmental interests, unquote, dismissing it as an attempt to slow down the investigation. It also claims Trump has no standing to sue because the records belong to the government, not to him. And notably, prosecutors placed a photo of some of the seized documents, strewn across a -a Mar-a-Lago carpet with their classified markings plain to see, into the public court record. Trump and his allies have claimed executive privilege over the documents, but prosecutors rejected that assertion, arguing that executive privilege is usually invoked to protect communications from the legislative or judicial branch, not within the executive branch itself. The prosecution team, led by DOJ counterintelligence chief Jay Bratt, also points out that Trump never once asserted executive privilege or declassified the documents prior to the search. As our Josh Gerstein and Kyle Cheney write, quote, even if there were circumstances in which a former president could assert privilege, Bratt argues, the scenario would not come close. Intelligence officials are currently reviewing the recovered files to assess risks to national security, and any disruption to that could jeopardize the review, DOJ contends, unquote. In an eye-popping statement that underscores how sensitive the documents were, the prosecutors write that, quote, even the FBI counterintelligence personnel and DOJ attorneys conducting the review required additional clearances before they were permitted to review certain documents, unquote. Here's an interesting nugget from the New York Times' Glenn Thrush, Charlie Savage, Alan Foyer, and Maggie Haberman. Quote, The department's decision to use a court filing as a vehicle to provide a more extensive explanation of the government's actions and a rebuke of Mr. Trump's rotating roster of legal representatives evolved over the last few days and lawyers wrangled over small details until moments before it was filed, according to people familiar with the situation, unquote. What the DOJ found? Three classified documents in desks in Trump's office, and more than 100 documents in 13 boxes marked with some level of classification in the residence. The most serious revelation? In the filing, the DOJ says the reason they sought a warrant to search Mar-a-Lago in the first place was only after, one, they obtained evidence that classified material was likely moved and concealed, and two, Trump's lawyers worked to mislead the government about their cooperation in identifying and recovering the sensitive documents. Brett writes, Quote, that the FBI, in a matter of hours, recovered twice as many documents with classification markings as the quote-unquote diligent search that the former president's counsel and other representatives had weeks to perform, calls in a serious question the representations made in the June 3rd certification and cast doubt on the extent of cooperation in this matter, unquote.
News of the death of the final leader of the Soviet Union, Mikhail Gorbachev, reverberated through the world as the man who kickstarted history-making changes and ended the Cold War was remembered. He's been described over and over as a titan that grew up in a country ruled by decades of communism and pushed his country to move in a different way, likely saving the world from nuclear war in the process. His biographer William Taubman writes in Politico magazine, quote, he tried to reform the USSR, eventually to democratize it, but was overwhelmed by the people and forces he freed. More than any other world leader, he helped end the Cold War, but he lived to see it replaced by a new one. He went to great lengths to avoid the use of force and violence at home and abroad. His once-removed successor, Vladimir Putin, has relied on repression and violent aggression. Gorbachev was extraordinarily optimistic and self-assured, perhaps to a fault. How else can we explain his confidence that he could bring freedom to a country that had never known democracy, unquote. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. The president will receive the president's daily brief at 9 a.m. Vice President Kamala Harris has nothing on her public schedule. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at 2.45 p.m. And heads up, the White House announced that Biden will travel to Boston, Massachusetts to discuss infrastructure on September 12th. The House and the Senate are out. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kara Tabor. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning.